You are now listening to the Griot's Black Podcast Network, Black Culture Amplified. Hey, Griot fam. We know you love the Griot Black Podcast Network and wouldn't want to miss out on any new episodes. So you'll want to hear this. A recent update by Apple might have paused your podcast feed. This means our new episodes aren't being downloaded to your phone. But there's a quick fix. For our Apple listeners, here's what you do. Open Apple Podcasts and search for the Griot Black Podcast Network or the name of your favorite Griot pod. Then go to our show page and look at the top right corner. If you see a pause button there, simply tap it to continue seeing episodes in your feed. If you see a download button, go to settings and set it to automatically download episodes. If you see a plus button, tap it to follow the show. There you have it. That's it. Now you won't miss out on any new episodes of your favorite shows on the Griot Black Podcast Network. Have you ever wanted a career in identity politics? Do white people frequently assume that you are a professional race card player? Have you ever displayed a talent for baiting racists? Well, that's why I want to welcome you to the Grio Daily, the only podcast that can teach you how to become a race baiter. I'm world-famous white peopleologist Michael Harriet, and this is The Griot Daily. Here at The Griot Daily, we don't just like to talk about history or politics. Sometimes we want to give back to the community. And that's why we want to welcome you to this groundbreaking seminar on race baiting. We have consulted with some of the top race baiters in their field to produce this curriculum that will get you on the way to becoming a race baiter. Now, it's not everything, but this race baiting 101 class can get you on your way. First, let's start with the obvious question. What is race baiting? Also known as playing the race card and identity politics, race baiting is a common accusation usually leveled by white people who are skilled at clutching their pearls. You know, if you discuss black people, Asians, Hispanic or any other demographic, but if you talk about racism or white supremacy or discrimination, you might cause white people to have a conniption. Now, I I really don't know what a conniption is. I I think it's something like a hissy fit. um, But, you know, I'll leave that up to the scientists. My point is that it's perfectly fine for anybody to talk about race as long as you're not talking about the white race. Otherwise, you could be accused of race baiting. So today we're going to talk about the five fundamental principles of race baiting. They are like race baiting rules, if you will. Rule number one, tell the truth. Anybody can just say something that makes white people upset. That's not really hard to do. But to make them really, really mad and to get them to call you a race baiter and to consider you as an elite level race card player, you got to be telling the truth, right? Because they'll dismiss you otherwise. For instance, if you hear something about, you know, crime and black people in black neighborhoods and you mention that white people use more drugs, that'll make them really mad. Now, you can point to the Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration annual survey, or when you're talking about black on black crime, you can 
point to the statistics, the FBI statistics that show like in 2022, the latest year that we have data for, or that white on white crime is generally about the same as black on black crime, black people victimize black people, white people victimize black people, because people mostly commit crimes against people who they are around. And if it wasn't for white people and this little thing called Jim Crow and redlining and segregation, then there might be more what we call intraracial crime. So it's all white people's fault. But even though those are documented, peer-reviewed facts, bringing it up can cause a lot of consternation around your Caucasian friends, thus making you a certified race baiter. Or maybe you might get tagged with being a reversed racist or something like that. You know, they got all kinds of names for it. But again, you have to start out by telling the truth. Number two, don't sugarcoat things. If you want to make the race card playing all-star team, you can't sugarcoat things. So, for instance, when a well-trained race baiter talks about someone like Thomas Jefferson, they'll call him a rapist. Right? They might call him ex-president. They might call him a founding father. But they also mentioned that he was a rapist. Like, he raped more often than he wrote constitutions. He was a rapist for longer than he was the president. You have no duty to make people uncomfortable or to sugarcoat the truth if you are a good race baiter. Or when your white friend brings up the fact that Martin Luther King said he wanted people to be judged by the content of their character and not by the color of their skin, remind him that he didn't say that about white people. He didn't say that about everyone. He said he wanted his children to be judged by the content of their character, not the color of their skin. Again, you have no duty to perpetuate the mythology of white supremacy. That's being a good race baiter. And, and number three, a skilled race card player always uses the words white people. After all, it's okay to refer to the disparate indigenous people who occupied North America before white people got here as Native Americans. We can call, no matter what tribe or kingdom they were from, before they were stolen from Africa, we just call them Africans. But in history class, we talk about the English colonizers, the pilgrims who had a political motivation from or being here, but you know, we don't refer to them as just what they were to all of the indigenous people, all of the black people. They were just white people. So don't tie yourself up in knots referring to white voters as soccer moms or NASCAR dads or suburban voters when they talk about the black vote all of the time. Again, you don't have to do that. You can just use the words white people. And again, it might cause a hissy fit or a conniption or some other kind of white people temper tantrum. But if you want to excel at identity politics and race baiting, you have to do this. Uh, number four, you got to talk about the past. Again, this might seem simple because I don't know what kind of subject you can engage in or discuss without talking about the past. You got to talk about the past when you talk about history or politics or even economics like Everything is based on studying things that happened before. But for some reason, we can talk about anything that happened before we were born, except for the things that white people did. Um, we can't talk about Jim Crow. We can't talk about uh, racism, redlining, economic 
discrimination, financial discrimination. Even if it just happened yesterday, you can't talk about it or you'll be race baiting. But again, you want to be a race baiter. So you got to adhere to this principle. It's, it's important, right? And as we pointed out before, you're free to talk about the past or talk about race if it's not about the white race. For instance, right, um, in one of the biggest political debates of our time, right, if we're talking about, you know, banning guns or curbing gun violence or gun control reform, people will always bring up the past. They're going to say, well, years ago, the founding fathers wrote the Constitution and the Second Amendment, and, it, and you're going to take my guns over my dead body. However, if you want to talk about the Second Amendment, only a race beta would bring up the fact that the Second Amendment was specifically created to protect white people from the possibility of a slave revolt. Ooh, that's some good race baiting right there. Even though it's the same constitution, bringing up the Second Amendment is just talking about the founding fathers and the history of America. Bringing up slavery, the three-fifths compromise, or any other racist thing that was embedded in America's foundational document, now that is playing the race card. And the last and most important thing on this list, number five, is be black. Yes, if you want to be recognized among the field of top level race baiters, you got to be black, right? Because white people talk about race all of the time, but they don't get called or branded as a race baiter, right? When Tucker Carlson talks about immigrants replacing real Americans, they're talking about white people, but that's not race baiting. When, when they talk about making America great again or demonize woke or cry about critical race theory, they're talking about race, but because they're white, they're not racist. They're patriotic. They are red-blooded American citizens who fought for this country, even though black people disproportionately fought in every war in American history. They are people who believe in traditional American values, racism, and want things the way that God intended them to be. Yes, unfortunately, race baiting is one of those fields that it's nearly impossible to break into if you are white. But you have to be black or at least not white, to be a race baiter. And if you take these principles and apply them to your daily life, you'll be on the path to becoming one of the great race baiters of our time. Now, there are a few other things that you'll have to do, like you got to subscribe to this podcast, you got to tell a friend about it, you got to download that Grio app, and of course, you got to have one of those good, black sayings like the ones that we leave you with every day and today's black saying is i don't always talk about race but when i do it's the white one we'll see you next time on the griot daily if you like what you heard please give us a five-star review download the griot app subscribe to the show and share it with everyone you know Please email all questions, suggestions, and compliments to podcast at thegrio.com.